what's up guys welcome back to millennial money this time i'm serious my voice has gone thanks to jeremy <laughs> are you saying i'm a super spreader is that what i am i'm spreading you spread the the covidness oh man it's, it's i mean not, it's, it's not it's not, it's not covid, COVID. it's not rona for those out of the loop in the last episode jeremy's voice was out and he had to whisper the entire time and yeah, andre introed imitating jeremy but now <laughs> the joke's on andre because andre actually i think maybe got the same thing i'm immune I don't know what it is. Nobody else has it except for you guys. I know. You're, you're fine now, you're but immune. Andres. Jeremy got me sick, yes. You're you're immune, knock on wood, until next week's episode and Graham starts it off and he's like, yeah, guys, i got to talk quietly now. I lost oh, my voice. Gosh. <laughs> what is it? So what are you sick with? What is it? Um. Well, at first I got it so Friday and uh, man, it just came out of nowhere. Like mm. you just feel this, you know how sometimes you know you're gonna get sick. Yeah, it's like this hot and warm, like hot and cold feeling, and then you're like something feels weird about my throat, mm. and then it just progressively gets worse. Mm. That's what happened, and then yeah, I just had a lot of phlegm, and just yeah, just my voice is gone. That reminds me of the stock market. It's like it progressively gets worse. It's like there's something wrong here, and then you open up your account, and you're like, I'm down another two hundred thousand, another two hundred thousand, another yeah. two hundred thousand. It's like, how does it just get worse? It just progressively that's, gets worse. That's, that's the stocks, right. Jeremy. That's not the. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm bankrupt now. Like, uh, what do I do? Uh, okay, so kind of like that. Yeah, but you took a you Less took a money, test, though. right? You yeah. took a test to confirm it's not that. Absolutely, not. Really? <laughs> really i did not take a test because i still have my sense of smell and taste i think i'm fine yeah wait i think i, I think you're it. fine andre you look great <laughs> that's all fine. that matters yeah we right. we should have lit the candle though that's the one thing oh didn't we do the out. seance the last time we did, we did yeah the seance for the market to go up and it did and it did and if there's one time we really need to do it now it's now so. so yeah how much are you down today jeremy i'll share my number right after you probably um uh 300 300 yeah oh my gosh yeah i'm down 200,000 today and that was one of my worst days ever in the account wow no. 200k wow. yeah it, it's vicious yeah. man not down as much and the worst part is yes the previous day was awful too and the previous day before that was awful it's like when you start having these compounding days eventually the dollar amount could start getting smaller because your account balance starts getting smaller so imagine you you have 10 million dollars and then you lose 20 percent, but then you lose 20 percent of that and so the dollar amount might not seem as big yeah. but still it's 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 massive in the end and so yeah it's a vicious market and then google came out with earnings after the bell their stock went down and their earnings were i would call it an a minus the only thing yeah, yeah. that was troubling was youtube numbers mm which is something I know we, we have talked explain about explain that because I'm not I'm not up to date on that. Yeah, so their YouTube uh, numbers were weak, basically in terms of like uh, advertisers spending money. And what we have seen is a lot of folks maybe went away from using YouTube, um, you know, as the world opened back up. And so YouTube numbers were just kind of not in the best place. I'm trying to think why would advertisers cut back on YouTube? Because YouTube objectively is still cheaper than so many of the other resources out there. It's, I think it's a good value. Why would they cut back? They wouldn't yeah. know necessarily that numbers are going down. Wouldn't now be a great time for them to spend yeah. the money? It's it's the amount of ads being played also. So one could be companies cutting an ad budget. So let's say you had $10 million to spend on an ad budget. Uh, the Russia-Ukraine situation happened. Maybe you're not getting the ROI on those ads. So you're like, hey, man, we got to cut ad budgets, cut it down to $5 million, right? But not just that. Uh, there's a lot less people watching YouTube. And I think everybody in our space understands this, right? Because when everybody was forced to be at home, it's like, what do you do? Watch YouTube. Like, you know, yeah. maybe they're also building up their war chest in anticipation mm -hmm. for, you know, deflation. Who yeah. Knows? Yeah, it could be. But it's just like if there's, let's say, 
on a given day 10 million less people watching YouTube than there was in in you know the peak peak Rona in early 2021, right? That's just less ads to be played through. And so that's less uh, growth that YouTube can show in that sort of situation. And so, yeah, uh, that's, that's, I mean, it, I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. I've, I've seen immediately it was, uh, basically January 1st, was it right? Mm -hmm. Um, no, actually it was December. I remember yeah. texting both of you and be like, Hey, are your numbers the same as mine? Because mm -hmm. my ad rates just went down like 25% out of nowhere. December, yeah. which is typically the best. Yeah. I went back four years on that. I'm like, this is the worst December in four years during a time that should be doing really well. And that's continued. I mean, it's gotten better yeah. since December, but it seemed like there was something in December where advertisers cut back. Coincidentally, if you look at the the peak of the market, that coincides with peak ad rates. Mm. If you look Ooh, at it for tech, that yeah. was November. That's and those are the highest rates. So you could almost correlate. Which one happens first? The ad rate drop or? Uh, I would say probably the, uh, probably ad rates. Ad rates are dropped yeah, first. Yeah, I, I would say it's around the same time because I think the peak of the market, when you look at the S&P or you look at a lot of the tech stocks, was uh, late November, just around Thanksgiving. And right after Thanksgiving was where I saw ad rates drop. Mm. But sometimes you never know. Sense. Sometimes they drop and, you know, the market will drop and they rebound right back up in December. I mean, there's no way to... Yep, to predict that too much, but I found that quite interesting. That's interesting, yeah. Uh, no, one hundred percent. And and Facebook, uh, they their stock dropped after hours as well on, on the back of this news, because uh, what the view is is less people using Facebook and Instagram as well in, in this whole situation. And the last kind of wild card, and I know we we've talked about this before, is TikTok. Yeah. And how much attention is TikTok taking away from Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube? Is somebody rather just you know spending twenty minutes on TikTok instead of spending that twenty minutes on YouTube yes. or Facebook or Instagram? A hundred percent. There's no way that when you open up TikTok, you're spending five minutes on there. Like, there's mm. no way not to spend at least five minutes on TikTok, and then a hundred percent. That's ten minutes yeah. they're not spending anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. So. What did you guys think about uh, Elon buying Twitter now? Oh man, uh, Graham, you got an opinion on that? I, I <laughs> see. I I said this yesterday with Jack. I'm just a fan of Elon Musk, and yeah. it's like whatever he does, I'm rooting for him. I support him. I don't know what he has up his sleeve, but I'm just gonna yes. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I don't use Twitter that often. I I post a few things every now and then, so I don't really care. And it seemed like it, it's just turned into this like political back and forth of Twitter that I'm not interested in being a part of. But I think if anyone could do it. Give it to Elon. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure he has some sort of agenda with this. It doesn't seem yeah. like it's for an investment. Like he's, ooh, it's like, buy it at 54 and I'll flip it for 70. Like I don't, I think he has some higher purpose and agenda for Twitter. Could it be political? Maybe. Could it be for c control of, of a narrative? Maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised on that either. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, and the troubling thing is, I don't know if you guys saw Tesla stock today down over 12%, because mm. now wow. the worry is that Elon is either going to have to sell shares to buy Twitter, or he's going to have to leverage up more than he's already leveraged up, leveraging against Tesla shares. And the issue is he could get a margin call essentially, which is crazy to even think about. Like if Tesla was essentially to, to fall to certain prices, which is a, a possibility, right? Uh, we've seen Tesla fall 40, 50, 60% many times. If that happens, it could force Elon in a situation where he has to sell off a, a Tesla shares. And imagine there's a scenario where Tesla stock's falling, there's a bunch of worries about Tesla. Then on top of that, Elon's forced to sell, which makes the downward pressure even more. What's so, his percentage of ownership, do you know? of uh, the entire tesla company mm -hmm. it's um he probably owns i would say 15 percent 
roughly. I'll look it up. Um, but I mean, Andre, what did you think when you saw the news? Were you surprised by that? I'm with Graham. I'm, I'm rooting for him all the way. But uh, it's so interesting, man. Like the media, the way they talk about it is like, oh, here, like the narrative they're spinning is like, oh, here's a reminder of billionaires controlling your lives. And I'm just like, what, what are you talking about? That's not that for me, like if there is if there is an issue about this, which I really don't think there is, but if there is one, what I really think the issue is, is that uh, freedom of speech is a responsibility, right? It, mm -hmm. it's, like, it's a tool, it empowers people, but with that, it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. It also empowers maybe influential people that could do bad, right? Mm -hmm. so, it's, so you have to use that tool responsibly. And I think the bigger question the media should be asking is, like, are people, is society kind of ready for a freedom of speech in the truest sense? Like if Elon really does make Twitter be this like platform for freedom of speech, is that something we really want now? Like, are we mm -hmm. ready for it yeah. or not? Because it can be abused, it can be, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I think it's a really fine line. So I think that should be the hot take. That should be what's being discussed and not like, oh, billionaires, man, evil people. Like, I don't, I don't buy that. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And uh, by the way, uh, just uh, real quick, Elon owns about 20% roughly 20%, uh, okay. of Tesla, not 15%. So that would be so. a huge downward momentum if he like, yeah. had to sell 20% or whatever it is. But I, I heard that the funding was, who gave him the funding for it? Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley, right? Yeah. And not all of it. So I heard, I forget where I heard it from, but um, uh, a portion was Morgan Stanley, a portion was borrowed, and mm -hmm. then another portion was taken from investors. Um, Actually, might have been from one of Kevin's live streams. Mm. I heard something like that when he covered it. Uh, and I think it was between those three. Mm. So did he have to leverage some of his stocks? Do we know I that already? So. Oh, he I did. believe okay. he borrowed against some, uh, financed some, bring some from investors. Okay. So it's not going to be the whole 20% share, obviously. It might be like yeah. a third of that or Correct. something. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Which would still be huge. But you know what's interesting? When you look at this in perspective, um, what's Elon Musk's net worth? Oh, probably two hundred and I don't know fifty billion right now. Two fifty. So, if, so him spending forty four billion. What percentage mm -hmm. of his net worth is that? Yeah, that's like twenty percent. Twenty percent. So it's the equivalent of someone worth a million dollars spending two hundred grand on like a down payment on something, right? Or yeah. someone with you know a hundred thousand dollars spending twenty thousand dollars on a car. I mean, right. like that's what this is with much bigger numbers, obviously. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think it's going to do for crypto? you think it's going to, I feel like crypto is going to be a huge play in this. Why? How? Because I think he's going to integrate, whether it's most likely Dogecoin to mm -hmm. start, just because <laughs> he loves it, mm -hmm. like some kind of a tipping system where you'll be able to mm. use, you know, Dogecoin as an integrated payment system on Twitter mm. to tip people. It'd be great if he actually integrated with FTX, who's actually the sponsor <laughs> of today's video. Graham, take it away. That came out of nowhere. Oh my yeah. gosh, Alex. Thank you for bringing Jeez. Well, anyway, FTX US is down below in the description. They're one of the largest US regulated cryptocurrency exchanges in the world with more than 6 million users who buy, sell, track, and trade both cryptocurrencies and NFTs all in one place with fees that are up to 85% lower than the top competitors. And uh, their crypto debit card is accepted throughout millions of merchants worldwide. They uh, have no fees on their top Ethereum and Solana collections. And Sam Bankman-Fried uh, has pledged to give away about 99% of his wealth to charities. So if you want to support them, uh, the link is down below in the description. And like I said, you get free crypto on every trade over uh, $10. Amazing. So, and, yeah, make sure you use a referral code MMFTX uh, so you can get that free crypto when you trade $10 or more. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, amazing FTX. And Sam, if you, you need to donate some money, I'll take some, man. Oh, I got to buy the what? dip. We could so. we could have a, a fourth on this team with Sam. 
Sam would come <laughs> oh, yeah. in from the Bahamas. Sam, you're more than welcome. Come sit down with us and uh, and chat. That'd yeah. be fun. That would be a lot of fun. That'd be that really would be cool. yeah. amazing. But so. I don't know if the if I'm a huge fan of the tipping system. I hate to say it, but Why like, um, how many people tip? I mean, when 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 you look at like YouTube has a tipping system. Mm-hmm. How many? I I rarely ever get a tip, and not they, that I'm expecting do, tips. But do they implement it in a way that's straightforward I, I just i've never seen it no but there's been but there's been other platforms that that have tipping and you see some people use it but they, but they don't feel that obligation to and then it's not like you get more well, recognition like on twitch yeah i was gonna the, say twitch they twitch, probably the best but, at that, but right? you're paying for advertising you're advertising your own comment when you when you donate to someone mm. on twitch you see it like same with youtube live streams i think it's strategic you donate 100 bucks and your name gets featured yeah. at the top and your comment gets all like you know here's your comment how is how is that going to be shown on on Twitter? Well, if, maybe if in the tip. comments section you get like preferential treatment toward yeah the top or something. Maybe I mean I see that's a thing. and this could be abused so mm-hmm. quickly. But imagine yeah. if that was in the YouTube comment section mm. where you could pay and the highest bidder gets the top comment. I mean that could be that's probably a horrible idea. But <laughs> I don't I'm know. Just saying, I love the idea. Yeah, <laughs> I love that idea. I but I'm just cool. saying. Are we talking about money or are we talking <laughs> but about? I'm just saying. No. Ima- but what would happen if that top comment is something like defamatory? It's inappropriate. If it's if it's uh, you know conflicts with the with, you know with with a sponsor of the video. If it's an mm. advertiser for a competitor, like I don't know. There's so many things. It's to get, easy. Go you just outbid them. Your <laughs> 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 own money. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know i i don't know if a tipping system would would be good i mean i could see maybe paying a monthly fee for like a boosted profile or something like that or like you, you maybe more customization or you have a bigger profile picture i don't know yeah. and i could also give people access to certain um profiles or perhaps tweets and creators mm-hmm. maybe if they're writers they can you know publish certain things that would give people access i think there's a way to monetize it in a way that's tasteful and well implemented if yeah. he has that strategy but i think it's cool yeah Hundred percent. You know what's annoying is how many websites, and I know you guys must run into this all the yeah. time when you're doing research for a video or something. How many websites hit you with the payroll now? Yeah, it's insane. Like every website I go to is like, you oh, know, try so to read bad. an article. Yeah, and it's like, oh, sign up, you know, and it's like, I just can I just read this? Come oh, on, yeah. man. My favorite is the sign up today for a dollar yes. for the next like yes. six months. <laughs> Yeah. Only a dollar. I'd say there's a few that I do see the value of. The Wall Street Journal is something that I've paid for, and I okay. love it. Bloomberg is also yeah. really good, too. Barron's is great, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. There's quite a few that, that are worth it. But yeah. I am blown away. at the Now, the free sites, they're plastered with ads. It's gotten so yeah. bad with banners and, like, pop-ups, and I click off a pop-up. But the, mm. now what they've done, they've, they've outsmarted me sometimes, but they put, like, the little uh, the X yeah. on it. But the X is a part of the image, so I click the X, but I've actually <laughs> yeah. clicked the image. Yeah. Doesn't that cost them more money now that I've clicked on it? Uh, no, they should make no. money from that because it's no different than like if you click on an ad on YouTube or something like that, yeah, but, like on the sidebar. But, so yeah, but but that means that uh, you know the advertisers paying more money for you to click on the ad, yeah. right? So why would it be in their interest to fake the little black thing to click it? Because some people might stick around and it explore. Yeah. I've never clicked one of those things to be like, oh, oh, wow, this is actually really nice. So let, me, <laughs> let me continue reading. It's yeah. like, it's but always- But an older audience yeah. might. They'd be like, ooh, what is this? this is cool. <laughs> it's expiring in the next wow. five minutes. Let me buy this now. It's so funny you mentioned that because right now, Corey and I, my girlfriend, is playing, um, we're playing Champions of Norath, this, this game for the PS2. Oh, it's like before Skyrim was Skyrim. Okay. And this was before the gaming industry kind of was infected by the, I guess, the virus of pay to play and mm. just like everything is monetized. Yeah. Like all these like little 
what do you call them uh expansion packs and it's just yeah. like it was such a simple dlcs yeah. it's such a simple time where you can just turn yeah. on a game and you can just play it from start to finish you didn't have to buy anything it was it's free well, from ads and i just love that but the ps2 the tough thing about ps2 is like sometimes the disc would get a little dirty and then it would do the <laughs> scroll thing yeah. remember and it's like is this gonna work and then yeah. like sometimes it doesn't work it's like no i didn't know you gamed oh uh, dude ps2 well i, I probably played different games than you madden all okay, the time like college game, football yeah. game like yep. sports games were my thing that was and, cool oh my gosh dude yeah all the time like that's all i did in high school like you know <laughs> like go to school come home play like madden seasons like crazy franchise mode all that Graham, yeah. did you ever play video games growing up no didn't Nintendo 64 was where I started you and ended. Wow. Mm, Wait, yeah. how is that possible? Like as a kid growing up, you just you you just stopped at this. How is that possible? Yeah, I got into reef aquariums. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Wow. So I think I got the N64 when I was like nine or ten, eight, nine or ten. Goldeneye. Did you play, did you play was, Smash Bros? Oh, yeah, I did. Awesome. Everyone, everyone did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Goldeneye was one of my favorite games. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Yeah. Banjo Kazooie. I, yeah. I played one and two. Uh, Super Mar uh, Super Mario 64. Yep. Um, some of the racing games. But yeah, when I was about like 12, 13, uh, I, I got into aquariums and that like, the aquariums combined with the internet, like going on message boards, oh, yeah. took over for me uh, mm. instead of video games. That's so fascinating yeah. that that was the hobby you discovered. Whereas at that time, when I was around 12 or 13, I discovered magic. And it was like, mm. I, was, I saw these online forums where people were like <laughs> talking about these things called like hot shot cut versus cobra cut. And I was like, what does that even mean? And then I just went down this rabbit hole that just never stopped. It, oh, it's it's so interesting, like forums yeah. before social yeah. media. I miss those message boards though. Me too. They were awesome. Yeah. And you have like a little fire emoji if it's like the really hot topic. <laughs> they had emojis back then? Yeah. What the heck? They had wow. like, uh, I, I don't know what it was called, but but the, the picture would sometimes change between like two a images. Or no, it wasn't a banner. Like the little emojis. Like they'd have a smiley face, but it'd be like oh, this yeah, and then yeah. smile, this a smile. It, no, it wasn't a gif. It was like just the it picture would, would maybe it was a gif, but yeah. it would just like rotate between like two right. images. So it would make it look like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you had to set up your own avatar and like yeah. customize everything. And I had so much fun doing that. The avatar. So picture. that's where you learn the stuff about the aquarium. Yeah. That's cool. Message oh. boards. Huh. Jeremy, you never kind of got into that. Message boards? Yeah. Uh, no, I think in the sixth grade, it was probably like AOL message boards with girls <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, that's probably about it. I would love it. I used ASL. To be, so <laughs> yeah. I used to be an a, a AOL troll, and I'd oh, sit there with my friends after school. Boy. We'd go on message boards and yeah. just like rile people up. <laughs> what we, did you say? Just like just stupid kid stuff when yeah. you're like 13, 14 years old. And uh, like, I don't want to make it too inappropriate, but I mean, <laughs> just get we, people would, going. we yeah. would pretend to be people we were not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people would fall for it. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I mean, it sounds. I don't know if I want to say it now, but like basically, I'd go into some of the some of the message boards and just lie. Yeah. And uh, and then we'd see how many of like the private messages would come mm. up. Who mm. want to like just talk? To me. <laughs> I think I know what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was just. And we, you would just take it as far as you could take it before they realized yeah. that you're just messing around. But that, and that could sometimes be like thirty minutes. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, people still do that nowadays. Yeah. I think on Discord and Reddit and places like that, you know, they still do that type of stuff, that trolling <laughs> activity, let's call it that. Do you guys did you guys ever play around with M I R C or Merc? I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't know it's what like that those is. like scripts where you can chat with people. There was like mm. an app for it. It was mm -hmm. IRC, yeah. But that was like chat rooms and okay. like before chat roulette. All that stuff. Did you guys oh, yeah. get into MySpace back yeah, in the day? Yeah, that you was did? High okay. MySpace. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, nice. MySpace was how I grew. So I was in a high school band, mm -hmm. and we grew our page to like seven thousand fans wow. from MySpace, and we were in high school. And uh, how we did it is, I bought a uh, MySpace bot <laughs> that would basically—I <laughs> forget what it was. I think I would just send messages to people, and sometimes we'd almost sell out our shows. Wow! Uh, by yeah, so what I would do is I'd set a radius of people, like you know, whatever the minimum was, like sixteen or something like that, fourteen mm -hmm. through like twenty. And I would just message everybody, be like, hey, uh, I saw your profile. You might like our music. It would mean a lot to me if you checked it out. By the way, we have a show coming up. Here are the details. Let us know. We'd love to you know, help you out, get a ticket or like something like that. Wow. Uh, but we would upload our music to MySpace. And I, I would get a kick out of like uh, seeing the views on the music, like the listens. Mm -hmm. And I remember when our first song hit 10,000 listens was like, that was a big deal, but it was all because people would go to the profile and mm. check it out. Um, you know who'd so. be cool to have on the podcast? MySpace Tom. Tom. Do you guys oh, remember him? Yeah, I, wonder I do. What, has he been seen the last 15 years? Actually, traveling. he reached is out he? to me like no. months and months ago. He's like, hey, I watch your content. And I was like, what? Holy crap. How do dude. you reach out to you? To Instagram. Wow. And MySpace. No, he's, he's <laughs> in <a> <laughs> It was my. <laughs> really? Yeah. I want to. I want to look it up because. Why, why? He's an investor in one of the one of the home builders here. I don't know if I, I I'm allowed to say, okay. but it, it was it's like one of the luxury home builders. Yeah. He's one of the big mm -hmm. investors of them. Yeah, really. But yeah, now he that. just travels the world, takes amazing photographs. He's like an incredible photographer. Tom Anderson. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, it would be so cool to have him on. You know what's interesting? I I I didn't know his last name, so on Instagram I just typed in MySpace Tom. <laughs> yeah. And that's his that's his uh, oh, screen name. He literally got. No, 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 because everyone's like MySpace Tom. So he has that username. This is MySpace Tom. Funny. That is so smart. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. He still uses the same wow. photo too, though. Yeah. yeah. It's like. <laughs> wow. That's so cool. That's yeah. legit. the most random person. I know. Like, wow. Like, wow. That's crazy. I know. It's like my childhood coming right back. Oh, my gosh. I would, I would, yeah. Well, and whatever happened, like, financially, did he get a big cash out? Like, mm -hmm. what? Yeah. He did. $500 okay. million, dollars, I think, I, at the But time. I think he got to keep, like, $50 million Okay. Of that. I don't Because there was probably yeah, a bunch of VC money in yeah. there. Although I'm just kind of so making he, it up. This is just yeah. purely speculative. So, but he did get some sort Let, of nice... Let's get out. like as many facts as we can wrong, so <laughs> yeah. he feels like the need to come yeah. on and correct us. So you're telling me he's richer than Elon Musk? He got seven hundred billion dollars. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. No, that's it's oh yeah. So News Corp acquired MySpace for five hundred eighty million back in two thousand five. Yeah, uh, and then they sold it. Guess how much they sold it for? For uh, a lot less. Yeah, yeah. So they sold it in two thousand eleven. So they held it for uh, six years. Mm -hmm. They paid five eighty. How much do you think they sold it for? For probably under a hundred. Fifty bill. mil. What do you say? Under a hundred bill. You mean hundred mil? Hundred billion. Uh, hundred mil. Oh, sorry, a hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-five million dollars. Thirty-five. Yeah, wow. right. And I believe Justin Timberlake was uh, one of those investors of the thirty-five million. Wow. And their plan at the time. Now his net worth is estimated to be sixty million. Who knows? Right. But yeah. uh, I remember at the time, five hundred eighty million was unheard of. Right. Back at that time, yeah, that was those before, tech valuations were. Yeah. yeah, Facebook was only a year into it, mm -hmm. and they sold for five eighty. So, so technically, Tom timed it perfectly. Like he sold at the peak. There was. I don't think he could have sold it. For wow. Um. Kind. I guess so. Yeah. Because I stopped using MySpace when Facebook. I started using Facebook 2006, I right. think it was. And MySpace was phasing out, but people used MySpace for um, 
uh, gosh music. Yeah. And so for the musicians, MySpace was great, but it was the the homepage with, with all the profiles, like instead of typing in someone's name or clicking on their account, like yeah. you would have everything there. Yeah. You know what it was? It was the the, what, the pokes, the Facebook pokes. You would yeah, poke each I other. Remember that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I kept going on Facebook because you'd just like it's just like a little poke your friend. <laughs> you'd poke back and like you know I'm gonna poke yeah. this person. <laughs> yeah. But I just loved the customizability of MySpace at the time. It, oh. was, it was so fun. You could like I know, write my wife, scripts. Yeah, my like, wife tells me she would spend like hours just setting yeah. up her page and yeah. then deconstructing it and resetting yeah. it up. It was like, fun. And I yeah. and I love the chronological order of of everything that yeah social media used to be. And now it's yeah. just like I think it could have been bigger if um well, so one, I think they probably made a mistake by selling because the problem is you sell to some, I don't know, news company or whatever, like in tech, you got to move a hundred miles an hour and you need like innovation. If you don't innovate as a tech company, you die. Right. And so th that was probably a mistake, but also they were probably a little too soon because at the internet at that time, still a lot of people were on dial up, including my parents still had dial up back mm -hmm. then. So if I try to load up MySpace, it took like six hours, right. you know, and try to go to different pages because people had videos playing and like oh, all yeah. these things integrated. This is like 2000, probably six, I'm thinking, maybe 2007. And so if internet was super fast, I could understand it. Facebook was super simple. And it didn't have all that lag time. Right. And so p for people that weren't on high-speed internet at that time, right, it, Facebook was simple. Because it was like most people just like wrote on your wall or whatever it was back then. Well, the interesting question is is this. is like it seems like every social media that's been around, it's it's been replaced by something else. Mm -hmm. Do you ever fear that could happen with Facebook? Because I know you, you're a big yeah. Facebook investor too. Well, the thing with Facebook is, so they got two, they got, well, three real platforms, but two of them, Facebook still is like... A big beast, um, especially for the older demographic. And um, I mean, it's been around for so long now and it's still, you know, the death of, of Facebook. It's like, when is it gonna come? Like they're still tearing it up. Uh, Instagram still is the, the honestly, probably the, still the premier social media. You know, TikTok is great for some entertainment, but it's not really the place you're gonna go message people. Like you just talked about that message. Like, mm -hmm. where do you do that at? Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is a better platform yeah. for that. TikTok, I'd say is better for, entertainment but instagram i use to keep connected with people yeah yep 100 percent. instagram's Same. kind of replaced my facebook where it's yeah, like people yeah. i want to keep in touch with Same. i'll message them back and forth all my messages are there Same, but I, I don't think i like i hardly use facebook like yeah hardly. and i, I never, never go it. on facebook i haven't gone on facebook in probably i don't know seven but, eight but years i feel like that's somewhat of a telling sign that you know they may either need to evolve or create something that yeah maybe. but was what was interesting is that instagram copied the stories from Yes. Was it Snapchat? Mm -hmm. And uh, that was huge. And and usually when someone copies another, it, they, it's just bad. Like that's the sign. It's going downhill. But they did it so much better. You, yeah. I left Snapchat. I love Snapchat. Yeah, I for left Instagram. it too. Yep. Oh, I I we left yeah, the same time. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. As soon as they made our views dip, we were like, peace yeah. out, Snapchat. Oh my oh. gosh. My, yep. my views dropped like 70, 80% immediately when they, yeah. when they, oh, it was the update. Mm -hmm. I left as soon as they did that update. I was, I was out. I hated it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I never here. got into Snapchat. Okay, I got into it. yeah, it was it was a good kind of before we started pushing Instagram. It was like the thing that if you were on social media, like because you want somebody to follow you two separate places, like follow me on Snapchat also, and you'd show your little code. I would do yeah, that in I videos did that too. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so Facebook, something they are very successful at is Facebook groups. And I know even my wife's in some of those groups, yeah. either vegan groups or in like and mom groups and stuff like that. Huge. Yeah, I love their market. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's where they've really carved out their niche where people aren't necessarily going on there for the most part, at least us. 
but uh, for like entertainment, it's more like I want to go on there or because Facebook's cool because it's not cool. They go on there for the groups in the chat with, you know, different folks like yeah. the mom groups and stuff like that's well, really well, big. Facebook's audience is also much older. Yeah. Like the demographic is way older. And yeah. if you watch any of the content that's on Facebook, it's mostly just like skits. Yeah. And they're completely like pre-scripted. They're mm -hmm. pre-written and, and they're made to look as though it's filmed in the moment. Like it's crazy <laughs> moments captured on video. Yeah. But it's, it's all it's all set up and, mm -hmm. and, and it makes sense why those videos get so many views because again, Facebook's a little bit of an older audience. They may not be clued yeah. into that. So they watch it thinking like, oh yes, this soldier came up from, from this, you know, years and yeah. sees his girlfriend and whatever. <laughs> like all these crazy real? skits, those, none of them are real. What? None of them. Okay, are now real. I'm being half serious here. Like, uh, cause yeah. I've seen all of those where it's like the soldier will, will surprise his wife yeah, or something. whatever it is. But that not real? That seems real to me. None of them are real. How do you know that? Because I used to edit them. <laughs> what? For, for one of the biggest channels on Facebook. Really? Yeah. So you're like when the wife's there talking to her family and they're like, turn around and he's there. And she's like, oh, yeah. no. What like, about the dog? There's no way the dog like, ones are like fake. 1% of the things you watch there are real. What about the dog ones? You can't fake the dog ones. Well, where the soldier gets home and the yeah. dog is like, going crazy. It's an actor dog. <laughs> the dogs are trained to do that. Exactly. Uh, yeah, not the dog wow. ones, but yeah. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I, for Facebook groups, you're right. I am mm -hmm. belonging to a uh, Reef Aquarium Facebook group. Really? And it is the best place for locals. What do you guys discuss? Uh, it's mostly people post corals and fish for sale or if they have a question. Mm. Uh, but it's like a group of a few thousand local aquarium enthusiasts. Mm. And uh, I actually sold my anemone on there because when it split, I got two of them. And so I put one up for sale and the guy picked it up and he watched the channel, which is kind of cool, but he picked it up within an hour. Wow. Yeah. And like, there's, there's no way that could have been done on Instagram because nope. it's too big of an audience. Yeah. But Facebook, it's like, Hey, here's the people. They get notifications for certain things. It's awesome. Jeremy, yeah. what is your thing that like bit you like, you know, like that bug that bites you when you're really young is that you have like a hobby or a passion that you're just like obsessed about. And it's, it's so hard to explain. <laughs> hobby or passion that it's so, not really. I was pretty simple. It was, it was sports and it was a uh, video games. Uh, yeah. For me, when I was a kid, when so, did you get in, uh, interested in investing in stocks and stuff? That was like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, we after 18, I, after I graduated high school. Okay. So, um, but no, I'm trying to think if I had anything. I, not really. I was just super passionate about football. I was like so into football. Like I would watch. Um, I would know like the second string players the third string players of like every nfl team i could tell you what college they went wow. to their history their 40 time i that's just where my passion was in like uh, you know video games and like madden and ncaa and those sorts of things that was that was what i was super passionate cool. about are you are you teaching your kids about investing um the kids a little bit uh they get into a little bit but the, i mean one's too young the other yeah. one's starting to get old enough but my thing is I'm trying not to like pressure the kids into anything like that. That's what I, cause that was something my parents never really did. They never like forced anything on me. So I'm going to try to like introduce different things like sports. Like, I don't know, we got my oldest into different sports now and things like that investing, but I definitely don't want to ever like, um, like pressure them. Like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta invest. You yeah. gotta be in the stock market. So you gotta funny. do this or whatever. <clears throat> As a kid, you're so impressionable when you see certain things. And I remember showing, um, Jeremy's kid, uh, Enzo mm -hmm. some magic and he just like fell in love oh, kids. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, it'll last with them for such a long time. So if he ends up being a magician, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, that too. He, maybe, maybe he is, yeah. but uh, would you be supportive of any career <laughs> they decide to do? Or do you want them to do something practical, makes money. No, I'd probably be pretty supportive yeah. of almost anything. Um, 
because I mean, like, you know, I think we touched on this a little bit last episode, but like different people are driven by different things. So, you know, I'm so money centric and so money focused. Right. And that's always been where my passion is, like building businesses, investing. And they might not have that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're growing up differently than I grew up. They're going to live a different lifestyle than I lived. And so they're going to be different. And so I'm just going to try to be supportive in what their endeavors are. Um, as long as they pick a career path that involves being a professional athlete or being a musician, um, outside of those, no, I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. No, I'm being serious. No, but uh, <laughs> if you ever watch this kids, no, but, <laughs> no, but no, in all seriousness, it, it, that's the way I want it. I just want them to be, you know, live like a happy life mm -hmm. and whatever success is for them is whatever success is for them. That's really cool. Cause otherwise you put a lot of, you know, if I'm trying to put all that pressure on them, that's a lot of pressure, like be you know, have more money than your dad, be more successful than your dad. You yeah. know, like I put the bar up there, man, and I'm gonna put it up there a lot more. <laughs> and that's, that's hard. And going back to athletics, a lot of times, um, somebody likes to say Michael Jordan's kids, right? LeBron James kids, they, everybody expects them to be like their dad, this next great superstar. And um, that's a tough thing to live up to. Imagine being Michael Jordan, your dad, or LeBron James is your dad. And it's like, you don't matter what you do, you're probably never going to be better than right, them right you're never going to do that doesn't matter how good you are because they're just and, so and it's insane. crazy because that could create kids that are so timid and and shy because they they're they stand in their parents shadows exactly and it's like so difficult to you overcome stand in their that. shadow yep it's like ah oh. yeah and so i think about those sorts of things that i'm like i definitely don't want my kids personally to like feel like oh man i gotta like live up to this expectation of my dad because my dad did this and you know that's now, just now what if what if enzo like let's say turns you know 18 and, and would you would you guide him in terms of like if he had a if he had a passion to become let's say a dj right mm -hmm. or would you rather have him go down like the traditional route of academia and yeah, maybe like take a mm. normal job or would you be supportive of, of of a kind of a career in the arts yeah i'd be supportive 100 percent. yeah for me i I mean, I never got forced academics by my parents. And you say that maybe that's a bad thing. That's why I graduated high school with a 2.2 GPA. Did you really? Yeah. 2.23 right here, baby. Probably higher than me. So. <laughs> no way. No. You, no way. You graduated with a lower than two. No. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want to say this, but I, I, uh, I failed uh, several classes my senior year. And uh, mm. they wanted me to retake. I would have they never wanted expected that from They you wanted guys. me to retake wow. the classes over summer. Wow. Yeah. I was a C and D student until I got to college. And then I was like a 4.0 cause it was all business courses and investing and accounting and those sorts of things. But in, in high school, I was like a CD student. I did the bare minimum to get by bare minimum. So that was just me. I, I couldn't pay attention. I don't know. At that time, I just wasn't in that sort of place. And I was just obsessed with football too. And so that's the thing. If you're really obsessed with something, it's hard to be like, pay attention in history class and science classes like oh my gosh yeah and um so anyways yeah academics man i don't even i don't care like wow. if they get and your parents weren't hard on you to be like oh you got to do this no no wow. they didn't care at all and so i honestly don't care now i can't my wife that's the other half maybe she'll care <laughs> and you know maybe she'll be like you get a's and b's so you know i don't know we'll see just how it all was your dad and were your parents pretty chill with you getting they were it? yeah wow. my mom cared my my dad my dad cared but he didn't say anything to or he would he's like this is unacceptable you know sexual you could do better than this my mom was a little bit more strict so i try to hide it from her as much as possible like <laughs> get an f and i'll just turn that into a b uh, there were times where you'd had to bring your report card back 
and it would be like C, C, D, D, you know, F. And then A was always music. But um, I'd have to get her to sign it. And like sometimes I would just like to sign her for her. It's yeah. like seventh grade or whatever. What about you as a student, Andre? I'm the exact opposite. Okay. Me. Yeah. No, I, I, I remember middle school. That was like eighth grade. I got all straight A's except for one B in like something. I oh. went to the mall and I just cried because I was no so afraid to come home. <gasps> yeah. Wow. That's how bad it was. Wait, you yeah. were afraid to come home? I was afraid wow. to come home. Because my parents were just terrifyingly like strict and wow. expected certain things but again i think that's just immigrant upbringing yeah where it's like you know it's interesting yeah it's just crazy we're even talking about this subject so um we were trying to get uh, one of the houses ready for sale mm -hmm. recently and so uh i came across my old yearbooks like mm -hmm. elementary school middle school yeah. high school and i was going through the high school yearbook and it was interesting. Um, There's these two girls, and I always knew these these two girls. And I think they were I think they were originally from Russia, but they obviously grew up in the states. But it was interesting. These two girls were incredible at cross country. Like they were the two best cross country runners in in Arizona. But they also got like straight A's, perfect grades. Like it was incredible. And they both got full rides. And it was, I was reading the yearbook, and it said, you know, they were talking about like oh, I'm so proud of you know that I got a full ride to I think one got to University of Wisconsin, the other one ASU. Oh, I thought you said the other one ate a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> a a shoe, no, ate a shoe. It's pretty much what the same thing. Shoe? Yeah. So this is where the it sounded like ate a shoe. Yeah. And so this is where the story yeah. takes a darker turn. All right. Oh god. One of them committed suicide. No. The other got drugs bad. No way. What? Yeah, in college. Oh, yeah. dude, that's oh, so sad. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. So really sad. But in in I just Gosh, was I, I know, and I didn't know they were that focused on academics as well, and so. I was thinking, and I'm like, I have no clue what, what their home life was situation, but I was like, maybe they were like so pressured. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. For the grades and the cross country. And so they ended up being in a situation when they finally got to college that they got into drugs and they got into escaping right. whatever, you know, that pressure was, that overwhelming pressure. I'm I don't sure, know. I'm sure I'm my fate would have Yikes. been very similar, but, but yeah. like, thankfully, my parents kind of let go of that craziness. Mm. I think at the right time. Okay. Yeah, when it's like, okay, cool. We, I think we we set you up, and like the rest we can't control. Yeah. And I think some parents hold on for too long, and yeah. that's when you know kids crack and rebel in their own ways that are probably self destructive. Oh, that's a tough. And I, that's a tough age. Yeah, and I, I would never raise my kids the way that I was raised, even though yeah. like I understand the benefit that came from it. I don't mm -hmm. think it was. I don't think it's healthy. It's healthy. It's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I agree with yeah. you. It's it. I mean, at that those ages to put that sort of pressure on, it's like. Yeah. And from an external pressure, it's one thing if your your kid wants to put that pressure on themselves. It's another if it's like an external pressure of like they gotta live up to this, you gotta do this. I, it can, and I, I'm sure it could be overwhelming. And so, yeah, no, it's it's so funny. I I don't know if we talked about this before, but I remember talking to or just noticing that some of my friends who are in the arts, mm -hmm. a lot of them come from very wealthy parents. Yes, which is I'm so fascinating too. because mm -hmm. like wealthy parents, like you said, mm -hmm. they kind of encourage their kids to do what they want, mm -hmm. and even if they fail, they still either have a backup or their parents could help them or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Whereas you know, people from the middle class they tend to go down the the road that they're told to which is yeah. like the academic route and go get a real job and that's what they do mm -hmm. and they don't take a risk and and i feel like that's why we see a lot of the successful people whether they're actors musicians or whatever it is come from pretty wealthy families mm -hmm. it's not because their wealthy families like bought them their success i, I know they worked for mm -hmm. it but it was that courage that that because of their affluent background that 
allowed them to develop themselves in that way. Interesting. Yeah, they could afford to take that risk. Exactly. I've seen so many like high school DJs. Everyone from high school to college was like, I want to be a musician or a DJ. Yeah. Mm. DJ was very popular because that popular. was like Skrillex was really just like beginning oh, to yeah. take off and everyone was mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I'm going to be like a Skrillex. <laughs> yeah. But they had the luxury of just, you know, if they didn't make it for five years, or they could take the risk and say, hey, I'm going to spend the next three years instead of going to college, I'm going to pursue this DJ career. Who's going to pay for that? Mm -hmm. Parents are going to pay for that. Yeah. 5000 4000 a month, whatever it might be. And if the career doesn't take off, then it's like, well, then I'm going to go back and try something else. Mm -hmm. Right. That's where I draw the line when I have to financially support you. you <laughs> really? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Support yourself, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, that's what my parents did. You know, they didn't support me at all. I had to pay for my own to go to community college. So, so um, if Enzo was like, "I, Dad, I want like a DJ equipment <clears throat> set," you would be like, "No, nah, I'm good." No, I'm not paying for their college if they want to go to college. Oh, nothing. I see, I see. Wait, so, wait, wait, but if he wants a DJ set, you're not going to get him a DJ set. A DJ set? Yeah, like let's say he's 16 years old. He's like, "I want to be a DJ." Go make like, some money and buy it. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. Unless, unless I I like, know. it's like his one gift for the entire year. You don't get any Christmas presents. You don't get any birthday presents, something like that. Yeah. But for me, no, I, I think you got to, you got to teach men how to be men. I don't know. Cause do I, I look at it. What, like I had always wanted a saltwater water aquarium. And when I was 12, my dad got me like a, like a little mm. saltwater aquarium. And that's what got me hooked in it. Oh but if you yeah. Didn't buy it, like for, I was well, how much was to, that? I don't, I have no clue. Okay, how no much clue. do you estimate something like that cost? Oh, it was a, it was a Christmas, and I'm 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 sure my grandma probably chipped in as well. Okay, I don't know, five hundred, six hundred dollars. Oh, okay, and, so yeah, yeah, I mean, if it's I mean, something like that, you can understand. But if it's like you know, I think you were talking about three thousand a month or four thousand a oh, month gosh, or whatever. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Oh, okay, no, no, DJ no. equipment. I don't know, like a few hundred dollars. Oh like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So that's where like do you a draw gift. the line. Yeah. The line is like supporting a, a lifestyle. Or when we're talking about like ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars, fifty thousand oh, dollars. I mean, that's. Would you get him a car for his sixteenth birthday, or give him give him one of your? I'll probably get him some like you know bad car, yeah, <laughs> something something to get around. I'll get him some rollerblades. <laughs> yeah. get a job. That's what get he gets. Yeah. My my first car got like uh, I think seven miles per gallon. So what was it? Yeah, that was a nineteen seventy seven Mercedes with no heat, didn't work. The air conditioning didn't work. Driving around, I drove that for three summers and. Arizona heat, man. Mm. I'll, I'll get him the investing snowball by Warren Buffett. It's <laughs> <laughs> that a good book. That's I got that book. book. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, you gotta, you gotta. Um, I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, kids, you know, they gravitate toward making their own money, doing their own thing, and they get gonna get more independence from that. Mm. You know, than, than trying to fund a lifestyle, but everybody, you know, parents different. So I can't say some some people. It's like I want to pay for my kid's college, right? And so that's fine. Like do whatever you want. Everybody's going to parent a little different. I struggle with that sometimes. Oh. I don't know if I want to or not because my mm. parents never did, and I remember being very upset with them that they didn't. Because I remember all my friends had something Same. from their parents. Yeah, I was. I and was, I was upset, upset at my parents. I was like, how could you guys not prepare for mm -hmm. something? Like, yeah. it's kind of your responsibility. Yeah, and they just didn't give me anything. And. Yeah. Uh, not out of like choice it was just like circumstance like yeah. they didn't save anything um and yeah i struggle with that back and forth like do i do i it, i feel like it 
it, there's no harm in investing for your kids as long as your kids don't know they're going to inherit something. Mm-hmm. Like I've actually seen from the Fat Fire subreddit, mm-hmm. uh, some some kid from a very influential background say that like he inherited, I want to say like some ungodly amounts of money, like some crazy fortune, but he didn't inherit it until he was like 28 or 30. Mm-hmm. So by then he already had this like mindset of I, I want to work and I want to have my own career. And it was just kind of a bonus. It was a bet. Yeah. It, it wasn't something he depended on. So yep. I feel like as long as they don't know that there is a safety net, it's there's no harm in having something there. Yeah. Ready for them. I had this girlfriend I was dated for, uh, you know, we were together for at least a couple years. And I remember she was set to inherit uh, $30 million on Whoa. her 35th birthday. Um, yeah, she came from, uh, you know, very well-off family, specifically because of the granddad. And, um, but the thing with her is she always seemed very unfocused. Mm. Like she didn't really know. Um, How old was she though? Uh, this was like 18, 19. But she knew she was going to inherit that. Yeah. Okay. And she, she already knew she was going to inherit a ton of money, but it, it never seemed like she necessarily like, I got to go make money now. I got to get this career started. I got to, you know, it, she never had a part-time. She also got her college paid for from her family. She never had to like get a part-time job or anything like that. And, um, and I watched that and it's just kind of like, it seems like somebody just kind of going through life, but doesn't really know, right? you know, like, like when you know you're going to inherit that much money and when all your bills are paid for, you don't have to get a part-time job. You don't have to do right. anything. No, for sure. I, I, I think if someone knows, especially at a young age, you're, you're robbing your kids of that drive, of mm-hmm. that passion to like do, you know, carve their own path. Yeah. So as long as they don't know, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's a, that's a. A, a touchy subject you know and like yeah. like how much do you let your kids inherit you know someday yeah. or and, I, and i've seen parents do that where they'll hang their you know like trust fund over their kid's head and be like well you better do what i say <laughs> or you're not getting the money and it's i think that's the worst thing oh to do. gosh yeah so like now you're just gonna create <sighs> resentment in a bitter kid who's just uh yeah i would not do that i already told my kids you ain't getting nothing <laughs> i'm rich you ain't rich. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you got to donate it all to Team C's. You got to yes. save, save the reefs. Save the reefs. Yeah. That's your favorite or you charity. Just blow huh? it on something like really <laughs> crazy. Like you get a building with your name on it. Like oh, pay yeah, like yeah. fifty million to get your f- face on the side of a skyscraper for the next oh. hundred years. Like something stupid. Or like a college. Yeah. You have like a building at a, a college. Wing at a college. <laughs> yeah. I want a building at Stanford. It's or like Jeremy a yeah. fave. Like a Ford GT or something. I'm just oh, that's a good investment. That is a great investment. Speaking of good investments, when I remember when I said I sold thirty uh, something percent of my Tesla stock. Yes, now you're looking good. Made money. That's worked so out, funny. Worked out in my favor. So now my uh, investment Vindicated. that I bought is significantly cheaper. Wow. Well, not significantly, like fifteen percent cheaper. Yeah. Nice. So I was having a conversation with Graham yesterday, and um, here's the deal. I'm going to try to summarize it in less than a minute. Uh, my wife and I are having a wedding. Andre and Jeremy were both at the actual marriage. and um, But now we're actually having like a celebration. I don't really want to spend money. But my wife's mom mm-hmm. set aside money for her daughter to use for her wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only stipulation is that we can't use it towards the house. So we can't just like take the money and like spend it. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh, Graham brought a great idea up yesterday, and he said, Alex, what if you uh, sell tickets to your wedding? Now, now, hear me out, guys. Hear me out. It's a little different than you guys think, okay? So, um, you know, obviously, uh, Graham's going to be there, and uh, Andre, I hope you're there. And, uh, Jeremy, I hope you're there, too. And, uh, 
you know, what if I set aside like 15 to 20 tickets and uh, I sold them between like a thousand to two thousand a piece uh, just to just, just to come to the wedding? I don't know. What do you guys <laughs> think? Not not that I'm trying to, you know, use your cloud or anything, but, you know, <laughs> just for fun. Gosh, that's so hard for me to answer because I know what I would do, but I don't want to. What would you do? Yeah, what would you do? I wouldn't do that. But that's yeah, me. I wouldn't do it either, but that. that's me. Yeah, It's just me. But, I, I wouldn't presume that other people shouldn't just because I would. But here's yeah. the thing. Why don't you put this in percentage of your net worth? Because <laughs> for, for you guys to sell 15 <laughs> tickets again. to a wedding, <laughs> it's not worth it. Mm. But imagine if those tickets were $100,000 each mm. to go to your wedding. Would you not do that? At no. what price would it make sense? No, you wouldn't I do it under a hundred thousand dollars. I wouldn't either. Why, really? Because that's not what the purpose of what you're doing. It's it's like because <laughs> yeah. I think we had this discussion, but it wasn't about the wedding. It was it was about monetizing your, everything. It was about one of your one of your parties. Where you were like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna have a cover charge at my house for ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean I was I, like, that was a I joke would, though. That was a it, joke. It was, it was a was half a joke. joke. It was a joke. It was a twenty. You were testing the idea. Yeah, I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna do that. It was a joke. I just ask people to pick up their own trash. That was it. That's yeah. all I want. It starts with trash. <laughs> and then it moves to $5 and then 10 yeah. and then 100000 yeah. Bring your own drinks. Bring your own food. Bring yeah. your own Rolex to yeah. donate to me. <laughs> $1,000 to start up nah. the spa for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, gosh. I don't know. I just feel like social events with friends are not meant to be monetized. But, that mm-hmm. but now imagine this. Okay, let's just say it's $100,000 a ticket, 15 tickets, and all of it goes to charity. I mean, take some a, money and donate the money to charity at that point. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, I I was more warm to that idea. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna donate it, yeah. but it would have to probably like make sense for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I th- I the think charity yeah. is my bank account, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's people gave me so much crap. Um, I posted on Instagram and I said like, Hey, I'm arriving at this airport. Can anyone uh, pick me up and drive me to my destination? Yeah. And there were people there who complained. I can't believe you would ask somebody to go and drive you like that. You have so much money. Just pay for an Uber. I, this is horrible. <laughs> like, and I was like, what? Like, this is mind blowing to me. Yeah. Where meanwhile, I got like 50 response to be like, yeah, I'll be there. And every single time, I've probably done this like 10 times. Um, every single time I've made a new friend. We've That's had cool. a fantastic time. And just to hang out, meet a new person, obviously like I'll, I'll get food and gas and stuff like that but uh but it remind i don't know it's I, I guess i guess in the sense of like having a subscriber or like having someone who watches the channel like every person i met has been so like cool and yeah. nice and just friendly yeah we've kept in touch and now it's like if i go to you know florida i've got a guy now just gonna hang out and i called mm-hmm. him the other night on the podcast to get his to get his thoughts on something that's i, um, I wish i so had yeah. that mindset because i think that's a really healthy mindset i don't have that mindset my mindset's like if I ask somebody for a favor, I'm going to be obligated to like spend time with that person. And what if like that person's weird or like we don't get along? Like it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a risk that sometimes I'm like, is that really worth taking the risk to save $10? Like, well, it's not, not about really. the money savings. It's just like you get a fantastic experience. Yeah, you I can. Would, I would hide, like I, I <laughs> knock on wood, I have out of maybe a dozen, two dozen times, yeah. I had zero negative experiences. Yeah. Uh, but I do also think it's important to talk a little bit beforehand. So yeah. like sometimes I'll, I'll you know, talk back and forth, hop on a quick call sometimes and yeah. just like, hey, does this work with you? I just want to make sure See, you're good with I, it. I think the amount yeah. of time you'll spend vetting and doing all that is but just time better spent it. to <laughs> just get an Uber. Think, think of the memories. 
Think of the memories you get. I've met such cool people. I got people. mugged. Yeah. I'll remember oh, this for life. God. No, 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 no. But uh, like like the Orlando example was this guy, Jesse Wolf, who yeah. was on Shark Tank. Okay. And so the entire, he was telling me about his experience on Shark Tank and that's his cool. like his business. And, and like, I'm learning things from yeah. him. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, a really, really cool. That's a really healthy mindset. I, 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 I would love to learn to do that more and be more open. But I just like this. I, I think when yeah. it comes to the wedding, uh, I think for me, though, bec because of maybe our net worths, it would mm. just feel like weird for us to do it. But yeah. maybe if you're you know different than yeah, so if you're open to keeping <clears throat> I mean, if you're open to bringing your family kind of in the light like that then I can understand it. Mm. Uh, for me, I've always tried to keep those two divided, right. like, you know, the the social media life and the, the family life. But I mean, at, at some point, it, it starts to become like Kardashians, right? And, and I know they always look at that and they're like, oh man, they monetize their kids and their kids. And like, you know, from the time they're born, there's just a monetization piece. They all got super rich off that though. Right. So, you know, but that's their own choice. My yeah. own choice is my own choice and somebody else's might right. be I somebody else's. It just depends on your priorities. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Alex, what you could do is like the uh, full send meta card. Except no. it's, it's, it's an invitation to your wedding. Like you we're not, we're not doing NFT. You get an you NFT just buy a, just buy a of Alex and his wife. And then like... Ten of those, like the the premier ones. If you're on the white list, you can, you get the one to the. I'm gonna the, sell each of my wedding <laughs> photos as an individual <laughs> NFT, and if you have the one of my first kiss, then you're gonna double your investment. Oh my god, <laughs> you could do that. I mean, obviously you're not gonna do it, but that I'm would be hilarious to NFT your first kiss wedding picture. Oh my! No, I think that's gosh. really cool though. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah, so it, if Man. I did it, would you still come to my wedding? I, I would. Jeremy. Be real. It's okay, you're Jeremy. It's okay, be real. Questionable. Okay. 50-50. 50-50. If Jack's there, though, then my odds of going go up to 90%. Jack will be there. Yeah, I think Jack will be there. Oh, 90%. Yeah. Then I'm not coming. No. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 90% the other way. 90% I'm not going to be there. And Graham's like, I'm 50-50. In all reality, I would ask for a cut of the tickets. <laughs> I oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds I'll like Graham. There, but I need 50% of tickets. Because it was, it was your idea. idea. Yeah, I was going to say, it was your idea to begin with. Oh but gosh. I did ask Kelsey, just like, like just to gauge what she thought about it and uh to my surprise she actually said that would be okay she said her mom might be a little peeved but i mean so uh, what would happen to the money that people. her mom uh gifted you guys no no, no all that she's not giving me any money mm. like she wants to like well, she wants i guess to she, she the yeah the requirement is that if she gives me money and it's not like a lot of uh, to be honest it's not a lot of money mm. but uh, she the requirement is I have this money set aside because I wanted my daughter to have a wedding that she wants to have her. And it's not a lot of money again. And uh, so, yeah, that money just pretend it doesn't exist. Pretend like the wedding is almost free. I might have to pay a little bit out of pocket, but um, yeah. So then I would uh, sell tickets to the wedding. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think I follow. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine everyone takes us a name tag on because you don't know who they are. Uh, and if like, and if you want to be seated at the gram table, there's oh. a premium. Oh my god, they got, okay. gotta get the real NFT. Jeez, no, no, I wouldn't do that. I consider. I just thought that the ticket thing was a funny idea for like if I did a YouTube video or something. Like, you know. I don't know. I sold tickets to my wedding, or I monetized my wedding. Something stupid. But yeah, Alex was sharing how much it was to get married at one of the local casinos here, and it was way more expensive than I thought. And I said, for that for that price, 
uh, for actually half the cost, you rent an amazing Airbnb, like a, a 5,000 square foot house somewhere in Las Vegas or the surrounding areas. Uh, you cater for three grand, maybe another two grand for miscellaneous photographer, DJ, stuff like that. So you're in it for let's say 10 grand, less than what it costs at a casino, and it's way better, and you could spend the night at the house if you wanted to. Do you have a budget for a wedding uh, if you get married? It's not gonna be, I don't think it's gonna be that much. I mean, I, first of all, I can't fathom spending like 50 grand on what, like, I I would prefer just like a small, like, I, if it were up to me, like something really small, just like, just nice and, okay. you know. I, Do you have I, a budget in mind? I don't know, like 20 grand? I mean, I, I can't see it, being more than that mm. even 20 even twenty thousand dollars to me because i see that as just like that's a that's a lot of money and it's it like i still have not gotten over the hurdle like 20 grand is still twenty thousand dollars so plus it's like yeah i i like something a little smaller and more intimate to me that that it's better mm. that that's just me yeah just one side of things i tend to agree um my girlfriend Corey, she used to be a wedding coordinator so i'll leave it up to her to decide Ooh. Yeah, I'm I'm happy. Uh, I got married when I didn't have that much money. I probably had like oh, a net worth of like two hundred grand. That's the real secret. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you you know, the more money you have, it's like the more the expectation of like one. The more money you have, the more people you know. Right. I have a lot more friends and people I know now that I would be like, shit, if I don't invite them to my wedding, they're going to feel some That's kind of true. way, Andre. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Alex. Oh, Graham. That's why you should Jeez. charge tickets so yeah. they can pay for it. If they want to show up. And, hey. Let's see who my real friends yeah. are. <laughs> no, I'm just like, like as, as you accumulate, as you start to get to know people, it's like, crap, man. Now it's like, got to invite all these people. And it's like, if I don't invite this person, but I invite this person, they're going to judge me or they're going to think like, I don't like them or something like that. And so um, and every person you add to a wedding, the cost goes up. Um, and depending upon how expensive that wedding is, my wedding, the whole thing with the uh, dress, the rings, everything that went into that, mm -hmm. less than $10,000. Nice. Less than so $10,000. With inflation, what is that? Uh, probably 30, a couple million. Yeah. You know? <laughs> $30,000 yeah. inflation. Uh, but for me, I, I had a net worth of maybe... 175k 200k so even that that money is spending let's say you know between everything yeah it was still, still a good amount still yeah percentage wise five yes. percent of net worth is still five percent of net worth yeah and some people spend more on their wedding than they probably even have a net worth right. you know what i mean and they but oh uh, that's also like some people their parents pay my parents didn't pay anything and in, in, uh for my my other side didn't either so um but yeah, I, I, the expectations, man, it goes up when you get more money and you get more friends and more acquaintances. And it's like, oh, gosh, geez, yeah. man. Wait, wait till you got to figure out that list of like, okay, who gets invited and who doesn't get invited? Wait till you figure out that list. We and have then, uh, a list right now. And yep. uh, we added plus ones and everything. And we're under 40. So Oh, I 24. forgot about plus ones. Those exist. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. about you invite me? You invite my kids too? Are they allowed to come? You know what, what Jeremy? We, I actually got, I got talked about, we actually talked about that, Jeremy. Isn't there we we talked about comment, that, yeah. and we're like, well, what if we do like a kid-free wedding? Yeah. But then I'm like, yeah. but Jeremy's kids are like next door, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, but then if it's like we're trying to be fair, you know? Yeah. It's like, And you know what else came up that was a little bit awkward? Yep. Um, my mother-in-law wanted mm. to invite people. Oh. I was like, I was like, I don't want people I don't know at my wedding unless they're paying no but mm. um so yeah but yeah in all seriousness graham have fun when you get married you probably know more people than anybody uh, oh my gosh. yeah yeah <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of offended people yeah 
the whole selling sunset crew coming or I, what's going on with that i don't know i, I don't know i think they would because <laughs> they, they bring the film we've crew been, and we've been to three of their weddings oh, okay the three yeah so I, it makes what i think sense, you're gonna yeah. end up doing is you're gonna end up realizing that the wedding thing is such a daunting task that instead of keeping under like a twenty thousand dollar budget what you're going to do is you're going to go over the top and then you're going to justify it by like, well, it's okay. I'm spending 300 grand because oh, no, I'm going to profit no. 310 or whatever. <laughs> you're going to find Dude, a way sponsors, to monetize it. Mm, sponsors. There's going to be no. sponsors. No, FCX no. US. I, 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 I joked about, I joked that about that in the past and I can no longer joke about that. <laughs> so I, I will I, gladly I sell out FTX. Yeah. If you want to buy my cake, buy my wife's wedding, just oh, please reach imagine? out. Please, please reach Graham out. is going to have legit sponsors. Trust me. Like in the middle of Car- the vows, like, card. we interrupt to bring you this <laughs> message <laughs> from. Yeah. Anyway, my try carrot. <laughs> the oh, diamond ring gosh. yeah <laughs> oh my god oh goodness but anyways yeah that's a that's a whole subject in itself oh boy dark hole there so anyway anyway <laughs> where do we take it from here Jim, uh, what are you buying this week jeremy i saw you bought some stocks today i did i bought chef <laughs> as always about honest about oatly about paypal same stocks. same stocks yeah are you are you i did buy some amazon for the first time okay. a few days ago so that's a new yeah. stock for me do you invest in any index funds no Zero. Really? Not. Does any yeah. part of you feel like no ten percent? No. No. Not even. Not even one percent. No. No. Because in, in in this sort of market, let's be clear, this is that market where everybody's like index funds. This is why you need to be buying index funds, and mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah. Like because index funds have held up far better yeah. than growth stocks. Let's just be honest. Most of these growth stocks are down 50, 60, 70, 80 yeah. percent. And so in this sort of market, people are like, "S and P five hundred is only down thirteen percent," and that's fair. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, you're not in a bear market. Right now, we're in a bear market. The NASDAQ's down 22%. The Russell's down 23% as of recording this. It might get worse. We'll see. Most of the time, that's not the market. And so you get these incredible opportunities. Like this year, to me, represents an acquisition year. I'm not buying real estate. I don't care about cars. I don't care about watches. I don't care about any of that this year. This year, stocks, stocks, stocks. And that's just my entire year. I'm just buying stocks. I get my YouTube pay stocks, baby. Millennial money pay stocks. I don't get paid for millennial money. We need to figure that out that someday. But anyways, it's it's like, dude, that's that's my focus this year. And so I don't know. Are you guys not tempted? Because I know you guys are kind of like the index funds and you put a certain amount. Are you not tempted seeing these prices on stocks to be like, ah, oh, I got it. I got to pick up some PayPal at $80 a share. No. Facebook, no, at 170 I'm not nothing. because I look at that and I think there is a, a small chance that it could half, that it could go down another 50%. Another 50%. I okay. think there's a small chance. So if anything, it makes me feel more comfortable with index funds because, you know, obviously there are the days, I, I guess I'm more risk adverse because when I see the bad days, mm-hmm. I, I am more likely to buy index funds. On the good days, I see like, oh man, coin, you know, oh, I don't want to say coin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, wait, let me say it again. Stars. Hold on. On the good days when I'm like, oh man, I, I see Ford up 15% today and my mm-hmm. index fund is up 1.3. Oh, I should have bought Ford. It's tempting, but mm-hmm. I think in the long run, just the, the stress-free of just like, yeah. hey, I'm just going to buy it. If it goes down, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I prefer that. Just, yeah. But that's me. I, I couldn't handle the volatility because mm-hmm. it would impact me to see that big of a price swing. Yeah. yeah, on a percentage basis yes. is what you're mainly talking about. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. understand I, that. I struggle between index funds like broad markets like VOO and mm-hmm. uh, dividend yielders like SPHD, VYM. Yeah. When I see like a yield of like 4%, 5%, I'm like, oh my God, these are such fat <laughs> dividend yields. I'm, I want to plow a ton of money into that. So 
Yeah. I, just, I looked at my dividend ETFs and stocks. They have held up so well, and they're just yeah. still paying money on top of making dollars on top of your dollars. You're still making quarterly or monthly income. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And what's Bitcoin at right now? 38, I think. Bitcoin's yeah. held up. Incredibly well. Surprised. Better than tech stocks. But imagine living in a world where like the risky volatile asset that bitcoin is holding up stronger than that that was like that in the beginning of the of the covid shutdown i remember bitcoin was nine nine thousand dollars everything else was taken off bitcoin's like nine 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 it just the the entire time and then it just took off yeah i like i'm not betting on this necessarily but as someone who buys crypto like almost daily at this point i wouldn't be surprised if we hit 38 for a very long time and then just all of a sudden runs up out of nowhere so You know, maybe it could yeah. be, it's too new. It's too new to tell. Well, there's, I think there's also two ways to look at Bitcoin. One is Bitcoin's down far more than the S&P 500, far more than the NASDAQ and the Russell. So I think we should consider that from its highs, right? Let me, yeah, let me see. I mean, Bitcoin topped out at, what was it, 67,000, 69,000? And if it's at 38, you know, that's not quite a 50% fall, but, 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 but it's approaching it. But is it fair it. to look at the all-time high versus- That's what people look at. That's no, what, if you no, look at the like NASDAQ. versus the volatility. Just in general. Uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, but, year over year, it's down 30%. Yeah. But pretty soon, the year over year is going to be up uh, because we we were at the peak. Uh, right now, a year ago today, it was 55. That wasn't the peak, though. The peak was no. like 67, 69 yeah, so we're in, I think, November or that uh, summer. But anyways, yeah. so uh, I think that's one uh, important thing. November 12th. 2021 november yeah yeah and that's right around the same time the nasdaq peaked and the russell peaked and right. growth stocks peaked right. which was interesting but uh the second thing is and i don't think people pay attention to this we know who's sponsoring this video ftx right think about the amount of money crypto companies across the board i won't mention any of the names everybody is spending so much money advertising right now right that's obviously unsustainable long term every time i watch a sports something oh, this arena is sponsored by this crypto company or they're sponsoring in the background and they're spending so much money right now. And with that, all that money they're spending, we still can't get Bitcoin to go up. It's still going down. What happens if you would take away all this insane amount of advertising and all this, you get free crypto if you spend $10 of free crypto? What would happen to the market if that was a situation? I think it would just stay flat. Yeah, I don't think the marketing is translating to a higher price. I think the marketing is strictly for eyeballs, brand awareness, and with with so much competition out there, I think maybe only three are really going to like stick around and be like Mm -hmm. it's all just big ones. Customer acquisition. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think if if ads stop that people are going to all of a sudden start selling Bitcoin. I don't think it would translate. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, there's always sellers in the market, right? There's always sellers for Bitcoin, like there is every stock in, in the market in general. But right now, if you have so much money being spent on advertising that says basically, hey, come buy Bitcoin, right? You know, let's kind of attract people to platforms. They might buy but, $50. But, but, but to be fair, are the ads more about buy Bitcoin or more about come to our platform? Yeah. So if you come to their platform, what are you doing? You're buying Bitcoin. No, oh no, there's no. so many different options out yeah. there. Bitcoin, oh, give me a break. Yeah, no, Bitcoin, no one's would, going to buy think, some weird I think crypto. Probably, oh gosh, I would argue more people are buying the weird cryptos. Yeah, Seriously. Because they're cheaper and, yes. and they're getting free cryptos. That's why they're there. They're like, oh, I could sign up. I get $10 of the Dogecoin. Heck mm. yeah. I would love to see the breakdown of how many people uh, will sign up for a platform like FTX down below in the description, buy Bitcoin or they buy an obscure one. I would almost venture to say that 
a decent amount are going for the obscure ones because mm. it just it's more accessible. I remember, man, like two years ago, buying some of these altcoins was impossible. Like you have to sign up uh, for on one exchange and then buy this one thing. You take Bitcoin and you convert it to this and you have to move it to another exchange and like convert it to this and you have to buy this stupid thing. Now it's as easy as like, hey, make a deposit, a normal deposit, buy this thing and there it is. So if that was the case, why aren't these companies, why aren't those cryptos moving? We don't hear because about they're any not promoting cryptos. The, they're not promoting, yeah, they're not the, promoting crypto. the cryptos. They're promoting the platforms. Yeah, but you guys are saying if people come to this platform, they're going to buy some weird crypto, right? And they're not going to—they're going to choose so to many. not buy Bitcoin. But imagine, imagine there are 50, 60 different options that you could buy. Yeah, with a whole bunch of different brokerages. Their advertising, I do not believe, is going to have a significant impact on the supply and demand of random altcoins. Right. Yeah, because I think if somebody signs up for a brokerage, they're going to buy Bitcoin. But I mean, that's a different opinion. Everybody can have a different opinion. But I think I, I think a lot of people will. Uh, I think also a lot of people come there for the free like promotion, right? Whatever mm. it is, like oh, five dollars Dogecoin, cool. Yeah. And I maybe a some substantial amount just sign up and then never do anything with their account. They just that just true. sits there. Yes. Yeah. 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 But we didn't see like I would argue TikTok was probably the one of the biggest generators for for Dogecoin. free crypto advertising. Mm. Yeah. And when you saw TikTok. Um, ban any sort of crypto videos where they did for like four months. Oh, we didn't see any impact on prices. When I mean, was this? I didn't even know about that. Well, yeah. I don't know when the ban happened, but I remember Dogecoin skyrocketed for the first time mm -hmm. from TikTok. It was from TikTok, yeah. Mm -hmm. They had a problem with some of their videos going mad viral because people would say like, hey guys, if we all just buy this one thing oh, and gosh. we hold it, we put this amount in, <laughs> oh, then it, as, as long as 25 million of you see this video, do this, we're gonna hit this price and we'll make tens of thousands of dollars to share this <laughs> with your friends but the algorithm would like give wow. it so in a way tiktok was promoting whatever that video was mm -hmm. towards that specific coin that's where i think the problem is i uh. think youtube's going to get there eventually i think youtube is going to go after specific uh, uh stocks because mm. their algorithms are the ones that are promoting that content mm. and now in a way they'll be held responsible for disseminating content towards a specific investment that might not be good I think so. I, I but I've been saying this for like years. I'm just like we'll, it's only we'll a matter just, of time. We'll just have to have a lot more disclosures. Probably is the end result of it. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think YouTube's going to require people to get like you know license. No, I don't think a license, like that, but yeah. it's going to be their algorithm. It's yeah. going to be like, hey, you're promoting content that promotes this. Right. So therefore, you're promoting this. You got to fix this. Yeah. And so their easy answer is not like, okay, guys, you got to do disclaimers. We got their easy answer is, all right, well, we're not going to promote it. Like that's the easiest approach. Yeah, it's YouTube, gonna be so hard to do. YouTube's but. algorithm is so much different than TikTok, and so much more sophisticated, in my personal opinion, than TikTok. Uh, I think TikTok's a much easier platform to go viral on right now because right. it's the, the algorithm's very, very new. I think YouTube's just a totally different um, animal. You know, so like for instance, I don't think there's necessarily stocks are built on the back of YouTube. I think. YouTube channels can be built on it. So if we look at like the GameStop, AMC movement, and things like that, it wasn't built off YouTube. It was really built off Reddit, Wall Street Bets, and then some YouTube channels built around that. And they built, uh, at least in the short term, successful YouTube channels in the short term around yeah, AMC People and GameStop are not finding that like channel that. from Reddit. The, the community <clears throat> existed on Reddit, and yeah. they've taken it to YouTube, but YouTube, through their algorithms, connected that video with people who would be um, impacted by it or would be... Agreeable to, to it, it yeah. susceptible to that, yeah. um, or more realistically, it attracted the people who were to click on the video, like the person, subscribe, and then get recommended more content. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So, and I would, yeah, I I would just say it's going to take one bad event. 
like one mm-hmm. really mega bad fad or like something to to hurt a lot of people yeah. financially. Oh, that's, that's what I think. economic crisis we're about to go through. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would say it has to be like sinister. I don't. I do not believe it would be. Hey, the market's down fifty percent. The the Fed tightened too fast. Uh, no, I think it it has to be something where it's like, uh, like a BitConnect, where it's like oh, yeah. a blatant scam. You mean like it's a malicious like a safe move? I think YouTube keeps an eye out for that <laughs> stuff. I bet you YouTube has people on payroll who just keep an eye out for that, oh, along with a lot of other they stuff. Do. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. So. But, but if something is so like oh, BitConnect was, BitConnect was pretty popular. And but. what I think, I think YouTube, the more views videos get and the more subscribers the channel gets, I think the more YouTube checks out that and keeps an eye on it. I bet you they have some sort of threshold that once a video gets like yeah. 10,000 views, look into this, 100,000 views, look into this because of all the scrutiny they went through back when we were just starting on the platforms and stuff like that. Maybe. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. So with this, with this market crash we're going through right now, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty devastating. I mean, there's a, when you look at the list of stocks, you look at Netflix, Netflix is down 70%, mm-hmm. 70% from its highs. Um, you look at Shopify down 75% plus, you know, think about you invested $100,000 in that stock. You know, it, you've got maybe a couple hundred thousand left, 300000 or something. Okay. Or not, excuse me, 300000 uh, 20000 or 30000 right? And I mean, that that's pretty darn devastating. Never mind. And we're only down 20 only, 22% of the NASDAQ. Hmm. But so. what's crazy is that when you look at some of these, and I hate to be like that fear monger, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying, when you compare that to the dot-com bubble, Mm-hmm. And you and, and like everyone's like you overlay the charts and it, <laughs> you know. But when you look at a company like Cisco, mm-hmm. you can't help but worry that you know were things boosted to. And obviously the answer is yes, yeah. based on now. I mean they're mm-hmm. boosted to these valuations that were not sustainable. Um, how long is it going to take to recover? And could you end up with a situation like Cisco where it skyrockets and then nothing, or even a company, yeah. a great company like Amazon, yeah, or any of those companies that are on today that yeah that's interesting where we're a huge point where investors then, pull out in the future from companies that don't make any money because i feel mm-hmm. like there was such a run-up and such speculation on companies that weren't even profitable yet where people yeah. are putting these insane valuations so if this bubble were to hypothetically bust right would people ever get into that mania of like let's dump insane amounts of money into companies that haven't even proven themselves yet it takes a while mm-hmm. you know eventually you get back into that cycle but it usually takes a while because then people get scared and so now like the movement is like ah, uh, you know flood to it's cash or mind, yeah. in index funds yeah and then eventually you start hearing these stories about somebody became a crypto millionaire and it's like oh, i gotta buy that next doge man where's that next doge at or the next yeah. stock or whatever it takes a while you, you eventually get there but um yeah i mean it, the list of stocks i know of and the thing is, it's one thing when it was like small cap stocks or like some unprofitable companies. A lot of these companies that are falling dramatically now are not those sorts of companies. Um, even Google's gone into bear market now. You know, that one's down 20 plus percent. Uh, NVIDIA's down 41% from What's its Amazon highs. Down? Uh, Amazon's not, Amazon might only be down. Yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not down crazy, but Amazon also hasn't moved in almost two years mm. as far as the stock price was. Its stock price was higher than yeah, today. 27 is right now. It's down year 27. to date, year to date though, it's down 18%. Okay, yeah. that's And its peak was about 35. So I don't know if you guys saw or not, um, but now that I'm part of the silver community as a no, silver no. investor, as a silver I, 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 yeah, I, I see a lot of different stuff that I haven't seen. So recently the federal reserve building, they put a big fence around it that hasn't been there usually when it's got barbed wire at the top of it and whatnot and um so the cons- 
I don't want to call it a conspiracy, but the theory is that Fed's going to crash the economy. They're going to keep raising rates while the economy gets worse and worse. Everybody's going to look at the Fed, blame the Fed. You caused me to lose my job. I don't know if you guys just saw Robinhood just cut jobs. They just cut 9% of their workforce. Uh, Wells Fargo cut mortgage uh, bankers. Like, you know, it could be starting. We'll see. Uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh, real estate could get into a bad situation, especially in the back half of this year, going into 23. Uh, DR Horton just reported uh, their home orders already started down 10%. And this is this is like the last quarter. Never mind what's going to happen next quarter. So we could be potentially in a situation where we end up in a major recession. And everybody's going to look at the Fed and be like, you're the one that caused this because you keep raising interest rates. You're not helping the markets out. And um, that's, a, that's a fair point. People start I, losing their jobs and they're like, I, look I, at you, Fed. I wonder if that's a lot to extrapolate from just a, you know putting fence. up a fence. I've heard an alternative theory. Okay. The alternative theory is that the barbed wire fence is made of silver and they were like how do we put this to use we have so much of it and it's so readily available that we need to do something oh. with it silver's down by the way i've seen like seven yeah. percent over the last month well no, that's the kidding. problem when you get into an everything crash remember we talked about everything bubble yeah i think even silver's gonna fall and i'm gonna lose but i'll probably why, lose but value that's why cash, that's why that's, cash yeah. does such a well, great and job that's the problem inflation's eating away your cash so you're like yeah, okay it's, it's better now now you can make an argument that maybe it's better to keep cash i would rather keep cash and have inflation than buy something else that goes down seven percent and have inflation yeah well we'll see we'll but see. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean obviously time, I mean, time will yeah. kind of tell but, but yeah now now that leads us to a question is it the time to move to cash because you know, if if you're in an everything, it's, it's funny drop. because I'm seeing like like Graham put out a video. I think a couple of weeks ago it was like stop saving, right? And so it's like inflation. oh yeah, and then I'm the opposite. I'm like start saving. <laughs> <laughs> Just like oh, my the, last. Honestly, Maybe it's those too could late. be interchangeable depending be, yeah. on like the video concept. Mm, yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, sure. I'm the same amount of cash. Um, if we do hit like a really tough time like that, I just. I remember like that's how what helped me get started i mean mm -hmm. that's where i really began investing seeing all of that and um i think it's just gonna be fantastic opportunities i think yeah. the best thing to do probably not keep too much cash but like the emerge six month emergency fund boost up to nine if you're paranoid um, my biggest thing is stay employed mm -hmm. be employable be like the best person you can so that you're indispensable so that if something were to happen and the company you work for, like let's just say their revenue splits 50%, you want to be that person that's like, no, we can't let them go. They're, they're so mm -hmm. good. They're so integral that we we have to keep them on. Right. Yeah, Because that's you got to think point. the worst case scenario is we hit a recession, prices go down, and you lose your job. As long as you have a job, as long as you have income coming and you're able to buy the dip, keep your expenses, take yeah. care of, like that's it. Stay, yeah. stay employed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough thing and it's like a deleveraging of everything everything drops and everything gets worse and then uh even when it comes to investments people sometimes have to pull out money to live off of that were was invested money and yeah. that's a tough situation like imagine let's say you got ten thousand dollars in bitcoin you're like dude i need that ten thousand dollars to like live on for the next few months because i lost my job or whatever do you, you know? do you think may is going to be really bad because you know typically may is not a good month oh. for investors selling may go away that day. <laughs> i can't even i don't even want to go there i i can't even predict that i mean it's just yeah why, it's, why is that is because investors are going on vacation and they sell their investments time, to yeah. fund yeah and, and i think there's a bigger belief right now yeah. in the market personally this what i think is big money is looking at the market and they're like dude the fed's not coming to save the day the the market can keep dropping and the fed is so hell-bent on we're raising rates we're going to try to tick down inflation that they could potentially crash the economy 
and be late to that game as they were late before they were way late in in raising rates they should have been raising rates way faster they shouldn't have pumped nearly as much money as they did they went way overboard right and now they could be in a situation where the economy could literally be crashing and they'll still be in denial and be like no we're still raising rates or we're not lowering rates or we're not doing anything to help out the situation because we're trying to battle inflation yes, down. If, if there is a crash, I think it'll happen either middle of next year or end of next year. Just because when 2020 happened and they dropped the rates to zero, how long did it take for us to feel the full force of inflation? Yeah. This year, like this month, these past well, few Well, that's months. the dangerous part is that we're not going to know the level of inflation for like another six months. Yeah. Like to really Everything feel the effects lags. of today is probably right. six to 12 months from now. Right. So, so they're making these adjustments right now, blindfolded, just hoping, all right, let's hit this target, but we don't know. We're going to try to get as close as we can. Right. Yeah. In real estate, it's it, that's another lagging thing. You're looking at a lot of times data that's a month or two behind. And so you can see a company's earnings and it's like, oh, last quarter was really good for them. But it's like, how many people are going in to place those new home orders right now? That's 7% interest. Yeah. No, or, or well, seven. no. It's like but, 0.8, right? No, no, we're in the five still no, on average. Really? I've yes, seen five, six, eight, no, seven. Oh, no, no, well, no. They're maybe that's not nine. average, but I've seen them. As I have yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, you have to be maybe a low subprime borrower. Right. For, rates are high. Rates are high. Uh, might go higher. Might go higher. Stocks are down, yeah. might go lower. Might go higher. <laughs> might go higher too. So the one thing you could do is uh, get your free crypto down below in the description with FTX US. FTX US. And, and stay away from Jeremy because he's going to get you sick. <laughs> and subscribe, hit the like button. Let us know your thoughts down below in the comment section. We read all the comments, by the way. So if you want to say something, let us know what you think, um, what your thoughts are on this. Just type down below. Enjoy. Thank you. And Make sure you smash the Goodbye. like button. <laughs> See ya. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.